much better preacher. He can't tell jokes as well as I do, but... Are we up? Hello. I'm a street preacher. I don't need a mic. <laughs> yes, they need to hear it. Okay. Um, you can open your Bibles to Psalm 42. And beforehand, I have, let me see here. I have a, a joke about children. I have a joke for those who are middle-aged or so. And then I have Phyllis Diller. And some of you, if you don't know who she is, you're missing something, okay? When she's clean. All right. All right. Uh, family got together, and they'd gone up in the attic to do some cleaning. And the kids uncovered an old manual typewriter and asked their mom, Hey, Mom, what is this? Oh, that's an old typewriter, she answered, thinking it would satisfy their curiosity. Well, what does it do, they asked. I'll show you, she said, and returned with a blank piece of paper. She rolled the paper into the typewriter and began striking the keys, leaving black letters of print on the page. Wow, they exclaimed, that's really cool. But how does it work like that? Where do you plug it in? There is no plug, she answered. It doesn't need a plug. Then where do you put the batteries in, they persisted. It doesn't need batteries either, she continued. Wow, that's so cool, they exclaimed. Someone should have invented this a long time ago. Okay, did, did you forget? I was looking forward to the, it's only a five, okay. I'm sorry, you know, behind you, Mike Viscom, he holds up a card from my, my jokes from a 1 to 10. I don't see very many 10s. Okay. A lady noticed that her husband was standing on the bathroom scale, sucking in his stomach. Thinking he was trying to weigh less with this maneuver, she commented, I don't think that's going to help. And he says, sure it does. It's the only way I can see the numbers. That's a seven, okay. I want you to know, we were out in uh, Arizona and uh, evangelist Ken Dean was preaching there and he, he does much better at telling jokes and stuff, but my wife decided, well, if Mike Viscom can do it, I can do it. So she was holding up numbers for his humor. Again, Phyllis Diller, is in, she's gone, she's passed away. I think she was Jewish, don't ask me if she was saved, I don't believe so. But she had self-effacing humor. She used to laugh at herself all the time. And she said, whatever you may look like, marry a man your own age. As your beauty fades, so will his eyesight. <laughs> Housework can't kill you, but why take a chance? <laughs> Cleaning your house while your kids are still growing is like shoveling the sidewalk before it stops snowing. The reason women don't play football is because 11 of them would never agree to wear the same outfit in public. <laughs> the best way to get rid of kitchen odors is to eat out. We spend the first 12 months of our children's lives teaching them to walk and to talk, and the next 12 years tell them to sit down and shut up. <laughs> <sighs> 
I can relate to this. It says my, <laughs> you're welcome. I still had, you know, I want you to know people, you honored me with that picture that was done and presented to me. It shows me asleep at my desk. Okay. So this is how this one fits in with this. It says, uh, my photographs don't do me justice. They look just like me. <laughs> and you know you're old if they've discontinued your blood type. Amen. Message tonight came out of conversation I had with my grandson. He can't wait to come. I got a chance while we were gone. We went to Rockford, Illinois. Got to visit with my daughter on her 40th birthday, my wife and I, and uh, got to spend time, some time with Kent and uh, Keelan and Jake. Got to hear my, grand, my son-in-law preach his third message in the church they're attending out there. It was a blessing. Drove over to Minneapolis, St. Paul, Minnesota. Visited with my oldest son, my daughter-in-law, Sheila, and of course we went there to see our grandson, Gabe. We celebrated early two birthdays there. And uh, Gabe believes the Bible when it comes to eating because it's rise, Peter, kill, and eat. He is a steak eater, you wouldn't believe it. He just is a nine-year-old. Okay? But Ken and I talked about it. He says, Papa, can I come in the spring when the ice is off the pond? And I said, of course. He says, you haven't killed all the fish yet, have you? And I said, nope, they're waiting for you, buddy. So tonight, I want you to turn to Psalm 42. And tonight's message is a proper cast, a proper cast. I'll make my prayer and we'll go into the message. Heavenly Father, Lord, I do ask now, Father, that you speak to hearts. You get me out of the way. I ask that your Holy Spirit would give me a fresh unction from on high, that you take control of my mind, my mouth, the actions of my hands and feet. Father, you use this short message, Father, to, Lord, to speak to hearts here that your Holy Spirit can have his will and his way in each and every heart. Father, even though it's a prayer meeting night, if there's someone here that doesn't know Christ as Savior, we pray today, tonight, could be the day of salvation for them. Be with my bride while we're apart one from another. And we pray, Father, that you'd help every person here to come apart from the cares of the world before we fall apart. Work in our hearts to that end, and we'll pray, pray this all. And thank you in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Psalm 42. As the heart panteth after the water brooks, so panteth my soul after thee, O God. My soul thirsteth for God, for the living God. When shall I come and appear before God? My tears have been my meat day and night, while they continually say unto me, Where is thy God? When I remember these things, I pour out my soul in me. For I had gone with the multitude. I went with them to the house of God with the voice of joy and praise with a multitude that kept holy day. Why art thou cast down, O my soul? And why art thou disquieted in me? Hope thou in God. For I shall yet praise him for the help of his countenance. O my God, my soul is cast down within me. Therefore will I remember thee from the land of Jordan, and of the Hermonites from the hill of Mizar. Deep calleth unto deep at the noise of thy water spouts. All thy waves and thy billows are gone over me. Yet the Lord will command his loving kindness in the daytime. And in the night his song shall be with me and my prayer unto the God of my life. I will say unto God, my rock, why hast thou forgotten me? Why go I mourning because of the oppression of the enemy? 
As with a sword in my bones, mine enemies reproach me, while they say daily unto me, Where is thy God? Why art thou cast down, O my soul? And why art thou disquieted within me? Hope thou in God. For I shall yet praise him who is the health of my countenance and my God. So we see here in Psalm 42, a few times, he's talking about being cast down. And, you know, a proper cast. You know, the cast can be to throw off or to throw out with great exertion. You can cast something out. You can cast something off. And there's over 500 references to casting in the King James Bible. Almost all of them are negative. Unless it has to do with God's relationship with his child. If you're here tonight and you've trusted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you are his. And he is yours. Don't ever lose sight of that. And see, we have this Psalm of David in verses 1 and 2. He talks about his soul panting after God. I'm in the services, you know, Brother Ken Dean was preaching and this couple came in, sat behind me, and of course she was wearing a bandana. Uh, they'd gotten saved quite a few years ago, this family uh, that I asked prayer for, and they, their oldest son died, took his own life. And it caused them to pull away from the Lord for a while. It took them a few years, but now they're returning. And that man loves his wife. He leads his home because he's there. His other son and daughter-in-law and their three kids are there. Their other son got saved and he's going to a church in northern Arizona. But she comes in and she's wearing the bandana because there's no hair underneath that. And she had gotten breast cancer and gone into treatments. And before they could get a handle on it, it went into the sternum. And I'm sitting in front of her and I'm listening to them sing. And she's trying to sing softly because she's fairly weak because of the chemo. And when I thought of this message, why art thou cast down? I thought of her. And you never know. I don't care if it's in the store, in the parking lot, at work, sometimes at school, in a church. You don't know what someone is going through, what they've been through. And so many times I look I know my, my son-in-law, Jake, he talked about having a chance to do a jail and prison ministry. That's why when it talked about that man being in, the, in the, the church there, a friendship coming from prison. And I thank God for that because he came set the captives free. Amen. And we see here in David's psalm, his heart is panting after God and his tears are his meat. I cry easily. It makes me no less a man 
Okay? Yeah, if you have a problem with that, come talk to me in the parking lot. I'll have James talk to you for me. But he says, it's the meat of his soul. His soul was poured out. You know, you look at that. In verse 4, he says, When I remember these things, I pour out my soul in me, for I had gone with the multitude. I went with them to the house of God with the voice of joy and praise, with the multitude that kept holy day. They didn't know what he was going through. He'd been there. had been a time. This is a psalm of David, the sweet psalmist, the king of Israel. David, a man after God's own heart. A wretched sinner who knew how to repent. Well, amen? Why art thou cast down, O my soul? In verse 5 and 6, it's why art thou cast down, and why art thou disquieted in me? Hope thou in God, for I shall yet praise him for the help of his countenance. You can't see someone's countenance unless you're looking for them, and you're looking at them. And so many times when we go through a struggle, we go through a problem. We look at the circumstances, we look at the issues, and we fail to look at the answer. And Jesus Christ is the answer every time. Every time. I'll get through the introduction, I promise. Get hope in him. Verse 7, he's talking about deep water. Deep calleth unto deep at the noise of thy water spouts. All thy waves and thy billows are gone over me. He feels like he's what? Drowning. Drowning. I can remember when my son AJ got married in Hawaii. And if I offend you, I'm sorry. If you have a problem with me that I went swimming with my wife and my family in Hawaii on nuts, I don't care. We went snorkeling. And my wife, as you know, is oblivious to many things. She has maintained her innocency. innocency. She has. But we're swimming, and you had these uh, vortexes as you're swimming over this coral reef where the water would suck down. And she's swimming around because she got to see sea tortoises and other beautiful fish, okay? And she's just swimming around and looking at these and trying to find them and stuff. And she's snorkeling away. And I was swimming in another spot. And all of a sudden, that vortex, she got over top of a vortex. And Judy's not the strongest swimmer. And all of a sudden, this thing's going like this. And the only thing above the water was the snorkel. And her body wasn't there because it was being sucked down. And Michael looked at me. I looked at him. And we took off swimming. And, of course, he was younger and able to get there faster. He used to be a lifeguard when he was younger. And go over there, and we had to grab her and literally pull her up out of that. And then we're trying to get her to shore, and Michael's telling our daughter, Carla, don't come out here. It's not safe. So she swims over. What is the, the next thing I know? <laughs> She's going down. So he pulls her out, and you know, when he's trying to help her get to shore, I help my wife get to shore, and she's going, whew, that was different. Can I go back and look for the tortoise? <laughs> but all I could think of is the water over her head. 
and you're looking up, have you ever been swimming? You try to look up and all you can see is the water above. I don't know how you've ever done any deep diving, but I've done 30 feet down with a snorkel. And you have to come up a certain way. And you're looking up. David here feels like he's drowning. The water's over his head. Verse 8, Yet the Lord will command his loving kindness in the daytime. In the night his song shall be with me and my prayer unto the God of my life. His song. His cry to God was, why? Why have you forgotten me? You look at verse 10 here. And of course, you always have those people when they see something going wrong, that the ideal is, well, that must be because of, you're a sinner. You've got something rotten in your life or God would never let this happen to you because I'm a godly person and it hasn't happened to me. Hmm? And with a sword in my bones, mine enemies reproach me while they say daily unto me, where is thy God? You know what enemies bring? They bring doubt. Why art thou cast down? Verse 11. Hope thou in God. Hope thou in God. So we're going to look quickly. <laughs> I haven't had a chance to preach in a couple of weeks. Amen? We're going to look at a couple of casts. The first cast I want you to think about is God's cast of love. Without seeing that, you'll be cast down. Isaiah 38 and verse 17, it says, For behold, peace, I had great bitterness. Isaiah 38, 17. But thou hast in love to my soul delivered it from the pit of corruption. For thou hast cast, this is God's cast, all my sins behind thy back. When you give your sin to God, he throws it behind his back so he doesn't have to see it and you can't see it through him. He doesn't want you to live in your past. Amen? Turn to 1 John chapter 4. 1 John chapter 4. Verse 10. Here in his love, not that we love God, but he loved us. And sent his son to be the propitiation for our sins. Beloved, if God so loved us, we ought also to love one another. No man has seen God at any time. If we love one another, God dwelleth in us and his love is perfected in us. Hereby know we that we dwell in him, and he in us, because he hath given us of his spirit. If you're truly saved, his spirit will bear witness with your spirit that you're a child of God. And we have seen and do testify that the Father sent the Son to be the Savior of the world. Whosoever shall confess that Jesus is the Son of God, God dwelleth in him, and he in God. And we have known and believed the love that God hath to us. God is love. And he that dwelleth in love dwelleth in God, and God in him. Herein is our love made perfect, that we may have boldness in the day of judgment, because as he is, so are we in this world. There is no fear in love, but perfect love casteth out fear, because fear hath torment. He, he that feareth is not made perfect in love. We love him because he what? He first loved us. That's a perfect love. That's a secure love. That's a giving love. Don't be so, so concerned about you receiving love until you learn how to give it. 
John 6.37 says, And all that the Father giveth me, I sh shall come to me. And him that cometh to me, I will what? No eyes cast out. That's the Father's cast. No eyes cast out. If you're here tonight and you're saved, you can't lose it. Because you don't keep it. He does. Now, so that's God's cast to us. Now there's the believer's cast to God. Psalm 55 and verse 22. You don't need to turn there. If you want to, you can. But it says, cast thy burden upon the Lord and he shall sustain thee. He shall never suffer the righteous to be moved. Cast thy burden upon the Lord. Jesus said in Matthew 11, verses 28 through 30, Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and ye shall find rest unto your souls. Amen? Turn to 1 Peter chapter 5. First Peter chapter five verse six. Humble yourselves therefore under the mighty hand of God that he may exalt you in due time. The believers cast to God. Casting what? All your care upon him, for he careth for you. That's in the context of a spiritual battle. Amen? Context is warfare with the prince and power of the air, the God of this world, the spirit that worketh in the children of disobedience. And he says, cast all your care upon him, for he careth for you. Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, is a roaring lion, walketh about, seeking whom he may devour, whom resist steadfast in the faith, knowing that the same afflictions are accomplished in your brethren that are in the world. If you have pride and you can't humble yourself before God, you can't stand fast. You won't be able to fight the evil one. But the God of all grace, who hath called us unto his eternal glory by Christ Jesus, after ye have suffered a while, make you perfect, establish strength, and settle you. To him be glory and dominion forever and ever. When you see the Savior high and lifted up for you, you cast your care upon him. Do we sing a song here, a hymn? No one ever cared for me like Jesus. That's true. I looked at another person. Brother Dean out there in, in Yuma, we went out to eat a few times. I paid for them. They paid for me. I had fried shrimp tacos that came across the border from El Godonis because I couldn't go with them that day. That's, new, that's in Mexico. And they go, Brother Dean goes, well, I wanted to make sure you weren't hungry. So he brought me back four fried shrimp tacos. Loaded. With hot sauce. <laughs> he didn't know I was a wuss. <laughs> so you've got the believers cast to God. And I just looked at, and we would, we're trying to see who can get the track to the person the fastest. You know, you're going to, if we go out to eat, you're going to give it to the waitress. You know, we talk, we're friendly, trying to encourage the waitress, ask them different questions about the Lord. You're trying to give them. Some of them were saved, some of them weren't. It's the first time I had a, uh, What's the proper term? Because I get in trouble. I am not politically correct. I'm sorry. You don't expect that. If you think I'm bad, Pastor Kenny is less politically correct than I am. 
So I don't know if you call him uh, a dwarf, a midget, or a little person. She was our waitress. Oh, that was the most sassy woman I have ever met. She got a track. Amen? I don't know what she did with it. She got a track. If he thought he was going to leave one for the church, I'd leave a thank you track for good service. You know, thank you for your excellent service. And the reason I say this is because those tracks ignite a spiritual warfare. So we've seen God's cast to us, the believer's cast to God, and there's so many other verses you could use, but you're not the one preaching, I am, okay? Go to 2 Corinthians chapter 10, and we're going to finish up. And all men, God says all men are what? Second Corinthians chapter 10. Some of the verses I end up using in counseling more for help people understand sometimes what's going on around them than almost any other verses in the epistles. Because people think it's a battle against people. Second Corinthians, I said first, second Corinthians. Second Corinthians chapter 10, verse 3. For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. Casting down what? Quit thinking that you know what is taking place. Casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalted itself against the knowledge of God and bringing into captivity every thought to the what? The obedience of Christ and having a readiness to revenge all disobedience when your obedience is fulfilled. So you have God's cast to us, you have the believers cast to God, and now you have the believers cast in our warfare. You've got to cast down imaginations. Yeah, but I think, you know, I think, I, you know, I just, they're intruding thoughts. If you have a lot of intruding thoughts, rebuke the devil and he will flee from you. Resist him. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and by his shed blood. Every high thing exalteth itself against God. That's your own pride, other people. Okay? Anything that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. It's not God said it, I believe it, that settles it. It's God said it, that settles it. And if your imaginations and your thought and the counsel from other people does not agree with what's in the pages of this book, Cast it down. Cast it down. I'll give you an example here. Go to John chapter 13. Okay, don't ask me to explain to you. I have to laugh. I was looking at this message to preach it, and Pastor Kinney was having a conversation with another preacher about the particular Bible character that I'm making a reference to. All right? So I'm not here to tell you who Judas Iscariot is or was, or anything else tonight. If you don't know who he is, ask Pastor Kenny. John chapter 13. Now before the feast of the Passover, when Jesus knew that his hour was come, that he should depart out of this world unto the Father, having loved his own, which were in the world, he loved them unto the end. Hmm? See that? He loved them.
you'll find in this chapter, if we go a little bit farther, okay, you know, his hour is not yet come. You turn around and when the supper being ended, the devil having now put into the heart of Judas Iscariot, Simon's son, to betray him. The devil put something in Judas's heart to betray Jesus. It said Satan entered into him. Look at verses 26 and 27 of the same chapter. John 13. Jesus answered, He it is to whom I shall give a sop when I have dipped it. And when he had dipped the sop, he gave it to Judas Iscariot, the son of Simon. And after the sop, Satan entered into him and then said Jesus to him, That thou doest, do quickly. Yeah, but. He, he became Satan incarnate. He's the Antichrist. Well, guess what, believer? Let not the sun go down upon your wrath. And neither do what? Give place to the devil. So you know what believers can do? Because that's who it's written to. They can give place to the devil in their lives. you got to cast things in their spiritual warfare. You better cast down imaginations. Every high thing exalted itself against what God's word says. And you got to bring every thought into captivity. Because that's where the enemy will attack you first. We're going to close. Turn to Romans chapter 13. See, you didn't think I'd ever say that, did you? I gotta, I'm getting, trying to get in practice to preach quickly. <laughs> Dr. Paul Victor is trying to convince Pastor Kenny and I to come back over to India. It'll be my sixth trip to India if my body will allow it. So I'll pray about that. 1 Corinthians chapter 13, look at verse 10. I mean, excuse me, Romans 13, chapter 10. Romans 13. Verse 10, love worketh no ill to his neighbor, therefore love is the fulfilling of the law. And that knowing the time, and now it is high time to awake out of sleep, for now is our salvation nearer than when we believed. Is it? The night is far spent, the day is at hand. I'm looking for the sunlight, aren't you? Let us therefore cast off in the spiritual warfare. Let us cast off the works of darkness and let us put on the armor of light. Let us walk honestly in the day, not in rioting, in drunkenness, not in chambering, in wantonness, not in strife. There's too much of that in churches today. And envying. But put ye on who? Put on the new man. You've got to put off, cast off, put off the old man. Put on the Lord Jesus Christ and make not provision for the flesh to fulfill the lusts thereof. And that's a proper cast. All God's people said? Amen. Amen. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, again, Lord, I know I went quick. Father, I could develop so many of the things, Father. 
Lord, but I think that which you want to be said was said. Father, I pray you use it, that your Holy Spirit would use to speak to hearts. They might know what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God for them. They might be able to cast down those imaginations. They might be able to not be cast down in their emotions and in their, their fear and their discouragement. And they might cast all their sins onto the Savior so that he might protect them and work in their lives. Help us, Father, as we leave this place to go out to a lost and dying world and tell them of one who will carry their burden for all eternity, save their soul, and give them a purpose for their life. For it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Good night and God bless.